You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 121 of Besiktas International, the Black Eagles podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. As always, back at you. And with me again, as usual, uh, is the Akman himself, Evron Akman. How are you doing, sir? Good, how are you? Good, good. How do I sound, by the way, everyone? Sound-wise. Better. Better? Yeah. Uh, if there's any sound issues, our listeners, we apologize. We're having technical issues today. We do not know what on earth is going on. Uh, at this point, I'm ready to blame Skype. I really have no idea. Um, but so, uh, hopefully, there are no issues, and um, this is all for nothing, basically, that we you know that this is being said, essentially. Um so we've got a lot to talk about today, um, or rather some very important things to talk about, maybe not that much. Uh, and let's just dive right in. Um, first of all, it's Saturday night here in New York City. Uh, usually we record on Monday nights, and I promised a, an episode on Monday night where I would announce the winner of our raffle drawing for the Mohamed El Neni match-worn kit. I apologize, uh, I, I didn't anticipate recording early. I'm trying to record a video of me and Kartal Ower uh, doing the drawing uh, with him showing the kit that will be won. Um, but so look out for that midweek. I'm going to get uh, the head of the academy that we're donating funds for to do an interview. And I'll announce it there. And I'll also announce uh, our next raffle drawing as well, which is fun. Um, so all people paying money that don't want, like who have, who have given money, don't worry. Your, your bids are in. We're not taking more. There will be another one after this. So anyone putting money in, you'll be uh, donating towards that. Um, but so I won't say much more about that other than just to look out for it. Uh, look out for our interview with Mohammed Aminu and more information about who won our very first raffle drawing. Um, Me. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Um, but so let's just do what we got to do here because the reason we're recording tonight is because it's an exciting time to be alive for Besiktas fans um i'm gonna do a little dream sequence to something i said on may 27th almost exactly two months ago we said cue the flashback sound effects My, uh, like, sort of, I'm almost, uh, I would be embarrassed to admit this in the group chat, but I'm just going to do it, like, in full public instead for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, my, that, that, my dream goal would be to push for, like, third place. Yeah. <laughs> Not even fourth. Fourth is probably the one I should be saying without getting slandered by people. But uh, I, I feel like third is probably still the best We really perform excellently. 
Additionally, Evron said earlier in the same episode. <laughs> but the, the peak times to start a player are Champions League games that are good or European Championships slash World Cup games that are good. Exactly. No, yeah. I'm not that I'm champions to come anytime soon, so but that Euro 2021 seems very likely. And so here we are today, Evran. What do you say, sir, about dreams coming true? Actually, forget that. Scratch that. Let's do the usual sequence. Um, we've got to let um, Evran tell us a little bit about. Uh, what you thought of our lineups, and I will quickly tell you what the lineup is. Ersin started in the goal, Enzo Rocco on the back line with Domingos Vida, Gokan Gono with Ridvan Yilmaz on the left side. We'll talk about that. Uh, Mohamed Elneny played on the back of our midfield with Atiba Hutchinson um, in the central midfielder role, and then Tyler Boyd playing behind Guven Yalchin, <clears throat> which I will also have to talk about. And of course, George Kevin and Kudu and Abdullah Diaby would play on our wings, uh, Nkudu on the left and Diaby on the right. Um, so let's dive in, everyone. What do you think about our yeah. roster? And uh, I won't even, let's, we'll try to be snappy here. What do you also think about Genshler, uh but what they uh -huh. brought out there? Well, I think this lineup was the only logical lineup that we could have played, especially because um, I guess the big news was Burak left um, <laughs> midweek. Yeah. Uh, he's going to Lille. Um, for a free transfer and we're not paying him like three million liras of that we owe him and then the rest will be paid in installments um and then Boateng also announced he was leaving a little well left the club is yeah because he was injured anyway a little tour de france for for burak right he's going to lille, yeah. lille so, which is weird but yeah Boateng yeah left, there was basically injured. only 17 players available um and of the bench. Oh, and uh, speaking of, uh, also on the left side, you forgot John Air. Uh, it's announced he's signing yeah, with Galatasaray. Not officially, but looking, he's definitely leaving. We can say, but uh, Gala looks to be. Uh, that's what the the rumors, the pretty reliable rumors, are saying. He's already agreed with them. So. But yeah, he was suspended along with Jermaine Lenz. So yeah, so we basically had no one. Yeah, um, it was a, another one. Really. Which again, I think, uh, suits Sergei Yeltsin because we we've sort of deduced maybe that uh, evaluation is not his main skill, player evaluation. But anyway, um, yeah. what about Gensler's lineup? What do you think about that? Uh, they definitely rested a, a couple decent players who were, you know, playing pretty significant minutes throughout the season. Um, I think Aite is kind of like not a big name, but pretty well known. And Zarago Toure used to play with Trout. Um, but in general, it wasn't anything you know, crazy. Like they put out like a C team. Um, they had nothing really to play for either. So, you know, yeah. kind of what we expected. Yeah, I mean, they had clinched uh, non-relegation, if that's a thing, um, last week, basically. Uh, we talked about it too. So um, that was good for us, obviously. Uh, it suited our needs here. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to add as far as their lineup. Uh, they're yeah, they gave a couple of youngsters um, not their first chance, but players that last time we played, um, they didn't play, but players that they've been giving chances to um, during quarantine, so or at post quarantine. One thing I will say is their keeper, Airtouch Uzbir, has uh, he has like career games against us. We've seen that before, so I was a little nervous seeing him back there. 
Uh, but anyway, sure enough, let's let's talk about what happened in the match. Let's let's uh, let's let's try to be brief and uh, keep this episode to normal lengths as possible. Um, so first half showed nothing in the way of major action except uh, a couple yellow cards, notably Atiba Hutchinson. Doesn't matter, season's over. Uh, Tyler Boyd also got a yellow card. Um, 39th minute, though, the, the sort of bigger news was Enzo Rocco coming out injured. Um, he'd been playing pretty well up to that point. Um, yeah. Got taken out, and in came Nejip, and that was immediately something for people to raise their red flag about. Uh, the alarm bells were ringing, right? What did you think about that, everyone? And generally, I, mean, I guess sorry, quickly, and, and or Erdogan Kaya. But... Uh, yeah, one one second before uh, before I pass it on. Um, don't just say what you think about that injury. So, I mean, talk about that first, but then segue that into what, what like major events you saw in the first half that, you know, don't make the score sheet, if you will. Oh, I mean, I don't really remember the injury too well, but it was like 10 minutes before he went yeah. down and then he Roko tried to continue playing and then, um, he was unable, but, uh, Nedjip, I guess is the logical sub because I guess at center back we could have gone for Doro Kano hasn't played yet all since his injury or Erdogan Kaya who kind of not so good at center back when he played yeah. um, but then there was two disallowed goals in that period um, in the first half uh, they scored like a bizarre free kick to make a 1-0 um, but the guy's free kick hit his teammate's hand and deflected it uh, so that was the disallowed and then um, Kudu scored like a, a nice goal, you know, beautiful curling effort into the top corner. But Diaby, as he fell over like 30 seconds before, you know, <laughs> no one even noticed that he like he like pushed the ball past. Like one really, one of the dirtiest yeah, handballs I've ever seen. And yeah. like, it's worth yeah. noting how beautiful Unkudu's effort was that was erased by such a dirty handball. That pissed me off. Yeah. Um, and Diaby had a terrible first half. I think it should be noted. Um, yeah, he missed a couple chances. Um, yeah. Uh, another notable moment was Tyler Boyd getting a one-on-one -on -one almost, and then the defender taking the ball off him at the last minute. He should have probably gotten a shot off. But uh, one thing I've noticed that we didn't get a yeah. corner on that, which was weird because we should have totally, like, yeah. I don't know what that was. And they showed the replay, and even the announcer was like, well, uh, anyway, okay, that's not a word but yeah so halftime nil nil and like i said air touch having a very good match against us uh, and he's done it before i don't know what the deal is with that uh maybe he grew up a fenner fan or something in the, during the i hit topo's era but so whatever it was that was taken off the board immediately because in the second half my man air touch got taken out of the match for um burak chapkinolu uh, if that's i hope i pronounced that right um, but yeah, and so my that actually like alleviated my fears a lot going into the half. Although generally I felt like we'd kind of taken control of the match by the end of the first half. Yeah, we definitely had um, several pretty good chances that we wasted. Uh, Tiba hit yeah. the post, I believe. Yeah, or was that the second? Another clumsy. Uh, Tyler Boyd had like two sort of clumsy crosses in that could have actually ended up as assists, similar to last week. Um, anyway, uh, but it wasn't to be. But so, um, Aite would come into the match for Alti Parmak, who'd been starting uh, up front. And uh, just six minutes after that, our first goal. And it would come on a penalty scored by whom other than hashtag Kletchinson. Uh, tell, tell us what happened there. 
Uh, and what a beautiful game. penalty, but yeah. Yeah, sorry, Gekhan, right. Tell us about the penalty. Yeah. Gekhan Geno won the penalty. Um, tried to let you know what to do. He tried to dink it around the yeah. guy. And uh, I think it was Kandeas, and he just kind of hit it with his forearm. Um, definitely moved his hand toward the ball and stopped um, Gekhan from getting around. Yeah, very clear handball penalty, yeah. And Tiba in off the post. Lovely, right? I think this is his first ever penalty, like within regulation yeah uh, you know not on a penalty yeah sure. exactly yeah. yeah but i know he took one versus leon and scored and then he took one versus liverpool also and scored but uh um in the shootouts beautifully finished like because really the keeper went the right way also so he could have saved it but um i mean i think like literally hit the post it couldn't have been more um, perfectly placed uh, but so yeah, a couple subs. I don't even want to talk about Gensler. Co was kind of a waste man up front, and he got him to the yellow card in the 64th. And in the 78th minute, uh, this would be the only goal like in in play actually, uh, and it would be assisted by whom other than Mohamed El Neni, Evran Akman. Um, but, technically, yeah, I mean I don't really remember that, wasn't. but. But yeah, and Diaby would be the man to put it away. Evron, I hand it to you. Um, yeah, so Alneni, I guess, on your site, on Google, might have gotten credit, but he didn't officially get credit for oh. it. Um, so uh, Alneni played the through ball, and it looked like Diaby was like a mile offside, and then Guven was like onside. It turned out they were both onside. Was, uh, the defender left his like back leg way back. Was it that Brazilian guy? Yeah, but I believe it was Flavio. That freaking um, guy, he's such a jerk, he deserved uh, it. Diaby's, you know, paced through and then collided with the keeper, like, way outside the box. And then, um, when he got back up, the ball was just, like, in front of him. <laughs> he had a wide-open goal. Um, so because the goalie, like, tackled him, um, at least on Fob Mob, they took the assist away from El Neni. But I guess you can say El Neni had the assist, or that was his only chance created to the game. Nice, there you go. Um, but so yeah, nonetheless, big goal, because that gave us the comfort that we sort of needed. Still, you want to get that third goal, obviously. Uh, if there were fans there, they'd be cheering, sh shouting Uch, the Uch lose, right? But um, anyway, another sub by Gensler, I don't even care. To this point, we've not made any subs, by the way, if I should touch. Uh, and it's now the 78th yeah. minute we scored. 81st minute, another penalty, and this time, Mohamed El Neni steps up, and also a very solid penalty by these central midfielders. Um, yeah. wh what happened on the penalty there? Yeah, I think it was Atiba played Diaby into like the side of the box, and the goalie came out to try to get it and slid in. Diaby got there first. It was a little soft. I think Diaby was like looking for the contact as he was leaving the box, but but in a way, it was there was enough contact that you couldn't really not call it. Yeah, so they measured, they equaled out. Uh, and the goal? Yeah, and then, um, the goal? yeah, he goalie went the wrong way. He put it like pretty close to the top corner. Pretty emphatic penalty. Yeah, got the job done for sure. Mr. Momo. Um, yes, yes. Um, First goal of the season. Probably. Yeah, and then he got his goal. Finally, last match of the season. I, I wonder if that's why he took the penalty too, just because like he knew this would be his chance to put one away for the year. Um, anyway, the, the sort of exciting part of this is that after the goal was scored, Dorukan Tokos would come out for the first time this season and uh, for, I guess, really like a season and a half or three quarters. Um, Dorukan would enter the game four, and this would be weird, in Pudu. Um, 
how how what's the formation at this point? Um, I think it was kind of shifted to like a four three three type thing. Um, technically he was still a right mid, but he dropped weight or left mid. Um, he definitely played way more like central and defensively. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they just kind of like threw him in there, but like do whatever the hell you want. To be honest. Yeah, right now, 83rd minute. It's not like it's uh, a major moment for us at this point. Um, 87th minute. Kartal. Kartal Kaida Yilmaz would come into the match for Atiba, who uh, earned a, a break, certainly. A big goal for him. And, and again, a solid match for him all around. Uh, Kartal, any any comments there? It looked pretty good. Look, I think he like that one class uh, long Yeah, ball, yeah, he let one run on. through. I mean, that was like, nice like five minutes so <laughs> but he did look good in those five minutes so. um 90th minute Erson Destanillo got a yellow and I thought that was garbage because I didn't even think he was really wasting time um he was trying to get the guy to clear out of the box so uh that happened doesn't matter though because the season's over uh back to square one for all those cards right um yeah and that would have some red cards yeah but, but, we didn't happen. Uh, but so that would be it so the game's over nil to three and immediately People are running to the sidelines to look at phones. Why do you think? Because of course, they're trying to see what happened today in Sivas. Was the match in Sivas? It's in Izmir. Ah, of course, yeah, I knew that. It was in Izmir. Um, to see what was happening in the match in Izmir against Sivas, the Gosepe-Sivas uh, match. And everyone, why don't you just tell, let's do that first this week. Tell us the standings or, or you know, yeah. Tell us what happened. Elsewhere in the league this uh, today. All right, um, I'll do Sivas last. Uh, so the day before we played, uh, Gala tied on Talia, um, which meant that they were in danger of falling further down, um, which they did because the other Simultaneous game, Alanya won. So Alanya moved in to fifth place, and Gala fell to sixth place. Fenerbahce was going to be seventh place regardless of what they did. Fenerbahce at one, Trabzon one, so we did not finish equal on points to Trabzon. Um. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It <laughs> would have been then, a fun little uh, asterisk yeah. season. I think they had yeah. us on head-to-head anyway. So, yeah, Trabzon's on 65 points, we're on 62 points, but Shakhtar plays tomorrow, so we don't know what they're going to do, but their game was meaningless. Uh, Denizli actually lost, so they could have gotten relegated. Um, but... But and Riza also lost, but all the bottom three teams lost. Malaysia, Kaiser, or the two of the other teams lost that were already out. Yeah, so the relegation so, set. Tell relegation us who's going table. down. Yeah, uh, Kaiser, Malatya, and um, Ankara Um, I feel like Malatya was probably unlucky, um, especially if you look at like the goal difference. Their goal difference was negative seven, and then the teams above them was negative 19 and negative wow. 17. Yeah, it's not. Kaiser's goal difference was negative 32, so obviously that's They'll be bummed. Uh, yeah, and I feel bad for Kaiser just because it's a, it's a real city with fans. Yeah. They'll be bummed. But let's talk about the match that really mattered here, though. And this is why yeah. we're running to their so, phone, everyone. What happened in Izmir? Sivas. Uh, you know, everything on the line dropped the game 3-1. Yes. Um, our boy, Atenj Nukan, was playing center back. <laughs> For, like he did not play much this season, only a sixth appearance, and apparently he had a blinder of a game with 16 clearances. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! 
Hell yeah. Holding it down in Israel for us. Yeah. That's what we like to see. Um, good, man. What the hell? What do you got to say? So so obviously the result of this means that by Besiktas, the dream has come true. We are we are the miracle on ice. No, the miracle on, on the pitch uh, has, is official. Third place is ours. Um, massive credit to Sergei Yalchin. That guy did everything with nothing. Um, third place is ours. And, and with it, very likely a Champions League spot. We're waiting this week for news from CAS, the Court Arbitration du Sport, uh, regarding uh, Tribes on Sport and their very likely suspension from Europe. And so we can... Uh, Hope for the best here. I mean, you hate to, uh, you know, Travis won't earned a spot this year in Europe, but I will not feel bad taking it. <laughs> not even for a moment. <laughs> what do, you, do you have any thoughts on that, Evren? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I pretty much agree. I think I wouldn't be angry to see Travis go. They have a good team, um, you know, real fan base, and they definitely, like, you know, deserved it on the field. Um, you know, they probably should have won the title based on the, the squad they had. And I will say, there's a silver uh, but, lining you know. to this. Uh, it, so because Galatasaray theoretically gets that last spot in Europe because the um, the, the cup finals between Trabzonspor and Alanya. And so either way, with Alanya passing Galatasaray, that fifth spot goes to Galatasaray um, if Trabzon is out. So what I'm trying to say is that there's a silver lining. Even if we don't go to the Champions League because Trabzonspor is allowed to play in Europe, the silver lining there would, of course, be that this means that Galatasaray is out. So uh, at least, yeah. at least we'll have that. Um, but obviously, we hope we'll get Champions League. <laughs> and I guess whatever Galatasaray can yes. play with two. Um, let's talk now, everyone. Tell us some stats. Give us the stat flash. Go, go, go. No advanced stats today due to the uh, the time. Because we're so timely, it's it's just, but, um, it's our fault for being so damn yeah. responsible. I think Besiktas had 61% possession, um, which is pretty good. I guess they put up a little bit of a fight. Like they tried, but you know they weren't that dangerous. I think they had one massive chance. They yeah, blew. In the first half. Um, we did not. We had less shots than them, 10 to 14, but we created five big chances to the one big chance. So basically, like every chance we had was good. So our XPG may have been pretty decent in the end. Yeah, XPG was probably pretty good. Um, and then I think Ederson was quite good also made four saves yeah. third clean sheet in a row he looked solid you know didn't didn't Came get didn't get challenged yeah. really hard, solidly but at the same time you know showed enough like there was one real save towards the end for example yeah. like the one-on-one -on -one that was solid um yeah i mean i guess Guven was out there he did something <laughs> he jumped into people i guess for once. That's what we hope for, man. Yeah. That's all we got, man. That's all we got. Um, uh, and it's important to note, in, in regards to that, that Burak Yilmaz being, uh, going to Lille uh, to play alongside uh, Yusuf Yaziji and uh, <laughs> Zeki, yeah, Zeki Celik, and also Mustafa Kapi as well, who's apparently signing from Gladstone. Uh That means that right now, going into next season, and by the way, our, uh, our training starts in three weeks on August 10th. Or sorry, uh, yeah, August 10th, so quite soon. Um, what this all sort of translates into is that 
we have currently Guven Yalchin and Umut Nair as our only two strikers in the squad. <laughs> so obviously yeah, there's some work to be done have, there uh, on the market. Kyle Laren and uh, Ozan Akbun, I think, are. Ooh, there we go. Team. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I don't hate it. Players, I'd say that we that we own. We'll see. I mean, I have a feeling we're going to make a move there, but we'll see. I, I suppose yeah. Leeds United is still having moved up. They're still looking for Kyler, and we'll see about that. Uh, but hey, sorry, wrap up your stat slash. Any any other important stats there this week? Mm, not really. Uh, I guess statistically, Atiba was quite good. I mean, I think you can see that with your eyes. It was quite good. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, all in all, I think it was... Which is a solid performance for the team. Um, did what they had to do, nothing crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I was really happy with the performance. Um, I'm giving my man of the match this week to Atiba Hutchinson. Uh, he was super solid in every way. A couple late mistakes because he got tired, but that's why he got subbed, I think. But uh, it you know, all in all, it didn't matter. He was really good. He was influential. The penalty was so important for us. And to have a guy like that step up with all of the other guys gone who would have normally stepped up to take it the, throughout the rest of the season, uh, and for it to be him to be the one to do it and to do it the way he did, like, Keeper wanted to save it, couldn't because of it. it was just so well placed. I thought that was fantastic. But even more importantly, at the end of the match, he was asked if he'll be back next season. And his response was that his heart says yes. And the reason I love this man so much and think he is such a dang legend uh, is because we know he's not been paid in months. We know none of these guys have been paid and, and they're dropping like flies. We've seen it all week. One player after the next. We, I, I was genuinely worried we'd not be able to get a result this week. Not because Gensler is anything and that we shouldn't, but simply because we, we who knew who we'd be able to put out there, honestly. I wasn't sure if uh, other guys like Unkudu or Enzo Rocco might leave next. You never, you know what I mean? Like anything could have happened. Uh, but so for him to come out after all of that and to say his heart is saying yes to coming back, uh, I just love that guy. And if he does, I'll be so happy. I, I hand it to you, man. Who do you have for our best player today? I think it's hard. So I think the players who did contribute to winning, like the scoring offensively, didn't necessarily play well. No, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess you, you could mention Diaby was important, but I feel like he was just really wasteful and, you know, it was like something was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I want to give it to Arison. So I think he was flawless today and it wasn't on the last episode. And some of those saves he made last game were excellent. So, yeah, that, that's my guy right there. <laughs> nice. Proving us right. Um, number one goalie for next season. Saying it now. Yeah, that's been named. Um, yeah. We're not going to get a foreign keeper. We're going to focus on him. So, yeah, yeah I guess. He's, he's let's, really confident. So. Be, because there's so much of this sort of riffraff to talk about post-match, let's just jump right in. Uh, it's clear, you know, we won a number. No, nobody stood out as having a really poor game for us this week. Um, Diaby had a really bad half, but he obviously salvaged it with a pretty decent second half. Uh, I should say a bad first half, rather. Sorry. Um, any any real lowlights to mention? Um, I guess we had to see Nedjip again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he didn't really do anything wrong. Um, I guess Boyd was pretty wasteful in front of goal, but he was lively. Given didn't really do much. Um, 
I feel like he was kind of forgot he even played in the second half. I don't remember a single thing he really did, but yeah, him and Boyd and Diaby are not. That's not a trio that's going to strike fear into the hearts of defenses. I don't think. Uh, hopefully, that's the last. Yeah, that's so. So let's dig in. Let's talk about some news. And so a lot of it came out today, uh, and some of it came out in the last few days. The news that came out today. We talked about John Air going to go out this today. That sounds kind of likely. Um, and the bigger one that I'm fairly happy with is that it's been announced that we are not bringing back Abdullah Diaby. Uh, tell us about that, everyone. Yeah, so I think it was in the news that we were we were going to get him again to finalize the loan or to <laughs> make a permit from being sports. But today, uh, you know, Ortochizki, um exclusive said that we are, you know, separating the roads, as they say. Uh, that the loan, that'll be it for Diaby. Um, I can say good riddance, but yeah, he's not worth the money. No, he's not worth it. in any shape or form. Any for what we need, all the things that we need, we, we need to clear the decks, uh, and that means definitely not paying for the likes of him at the moment. Um, and honestly, that's why I don't feel so bad about losing Barack Yilmaz either. You can't legitimately say that you're restructuring everything and lowering costs and becoming a kind of like academy type club, and then focus on paying guys their last salaries like Barack Yilmaz, Jana Erkin. Uh, or Gokhan Gonul, and let's talk about that one now. Uh, he, to be honest, he's the one I'd, I'd be most happy about keeping, um, but there's sort of news, Evron. What do we got? Yeah, so um, the contract negotiations aren't going too good, it looks like. Um, there are reports that he's going to sign for Fenerbahce, but those aren't like official, official. And um, now today, Fener finished in seventh place definitively out of yeah. any European spots while Besiktas might have a hope at Champions League football. This You'd think this would be his last real crack at it if he wanted yeah. one more go. Yeah, I think there's there's still a bit as of like a couple days ago, Besiktas did not offer him a new like contract offer after he rebutted the previous one, which is quite low. Yeah, it was like um, less than 500 4 million liras guaranteed. And then four million liras bonus, which would be like, yeah, about five hundred guaranteed. Yikes! Um, and then I don't, we don't know what the bonus is. We have to trigger them. Could be like winning the title or something. So, and then uh, Sagan so spoke live after the game. Uh, he said, "You know, Ozan and Fati looks like you know he wants them to play next year." Which is a rebuttal to the talk of Fati leaving. In exchange for Wellington um, with Alanis, which would be a terrible decision on my end, yeah. if I would, if I could say, uh, I, 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 yeah, I'd like to see Fatiaxa. We don't really have much depth at defensive midfielder, and we have too many needs elsewhere. Yeah. We really need like two strikers. We're gonna need a right back if Gokhan Gornul's gone, and even if he isn't, I don't know if Douglas is around as a backup. Um, you know, we we're gonna need a lot of things. We're gonna need another winger or two. We're gonna have to replace all the players that will probably continue. So, so speaking of a winger or two, uh, there's news of maybe Gokan Toure again. Uh, what was that, Nevron? Yeah. That's when Orta Chizgi exclusive also said that it's pretty much done and dusted that he'll be coming back. Um, and also so. done and dusted is someone we've mentioned earlier from the lower leagues, from Kasim Pasha. Oh no, not Kasim Pasha, uh, Kajiaka from Kajiaka. <laughs> Which is actually way more exciting yeah. than Cousin Pasha. 
Dokan. Dokan, yeah. Uh, who I said it was fantastic for me, football manager, like 2017 or something. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not officially all done and dusted, but this team's still fighting for promotion to the 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 two league or the third division. Um, but it's all been just about like you know, just a couple signatures away. Um. So. And also, geez, man, I can't believe we have so much news. Speaking of rumors, there's a, there's rumors of a free agent pickup. Uh, a young, not so young, 31 year old central defender. Former Premier League uh, Southampton uh, Japanese oh, national yeah, team. Yeah. What team? Where does he play right now? He was on loan in the Bundesliga. Maya Yoshida. Yeah, Maya Yoshida. So, uh, what do we got there? Um, I mean, I don't know how realistic it is, but uh, you know, I think he's he's one of the candidates. He's actually in the Serie A. He's on loan. Too much. I apologize. But he's a free agent, um, experienced center back. So I think that's the type of yeah. He's playing for Sampdoria um, at the moment. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's affordable or not. Um, but I think there's the interest is definitely makes sense. And the know, price is right. He's free. That's yeah. But you know, salary we don't know. His salary would be probably you know the Premier League salaries are extremely high. Um, yeah. So I, it's definitely not five hundred thousand a year. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So he would be like a definitely at the top of our wage bill if you yeah would even want to come. So. No, I um, would have been completely opposed to it on the logic of us not wanting to spend for that kind of thing. But I think post Victor Ruiz, uh, it's clear that we'll probably have to make a move. I mean, I'll be honest, I've been. Sort of happily surprised with the play of Enzo Rocco since he's gotten started getting playing time consistently. Um, the injury today was poorly timed. He was finally sort of asserting himself in the lineup, and then boom. Um, but whatever, last snap, so it's not like he play next week or anything. Anyway, um, as a partner, right? You've got Doma Gojvida, and you think, okay, boom. I guess we're not we're, we can't be too picky. We've got Isimat as our third guy who could potentially uh, replace. Yeah, but. I don't think we're keeping all exactly. those guys. Exactly, <laughs> and I was going to say, we're certainly probably not going to be able to keep Don Miguel Vida because of his salary. Uh, and we're yeah. likely not going to be able to keep Enzo Rocco either, given his. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think <laughs> with the foreigner limit looking to come back, um, Sagan touched upon that. Looking like eight. I think eight on the field or something like that for next year. Um, I think most of the foreigners will leave, except, you know, probably Katiba. Um, Boyd and Onkuru, I think, will probably stay. Um, but, yeah, it's not a good time financially. Uh, you know, players aren't being paid. I think we just got to take what we can get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, H, so Atiba, Boyd, and Kudu, theoretically, like, it might be hard to get rid of Jaime and Len because I don't know who's going to pay him what we are. Yeah. Uh, and so he and he, he cannot be just like, I don't want <laughs> to go there. Um, so... That might be one of the harder ones to let go of. Lijic is a, increasingly a question mark because of the fact that he got the coronavirus and didn't play. He yeah. would absolutely have been sold if he kept playing the way he had been. Um, and he would have made our lives a lot easier, you know, I think, in these last few weeks, too. But um, even still, there's a good chance he'll be sold, I think. Uh, Doma Gojvita, I think we can... Yeah, as long as we don't lose him for free. I mean... I think. I think we can assume that Domingos Vida is gone. 
Um, just like he played well uh, towards the end. He really got it together in these last few matches. Um, I don't know, man. He, he's another one of these guys who really seems to love playing for Besiktas. So, you know, if he decides to stick it out, we shall see. And it'd be, he'd obviously have to take a bit of a, uh, a cut as far as salaries. Um, but he would also then potentially be a captain, or certainly he'd be up for a co-captain or whatever alongside Atiba if he stuck around. Um, but I don't know if that's worthy of taking a huge pay cut for, for a freaking armband. Um, anything else, Evron? What, what have we missed on? Can we talk about what Bur Burak's ramblings today? No, I don't even want to discuss what this man said. Yeah, um. he came out in support of the, the basically the foreign limit in a very jerky way. Yeah, let's not talk about it, honestly. Yeah. He's gone. He left in a relatively jerky way. It could have been worse, though, right? Victor Ruiz set the standard for jerky, jerky ways. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just back to the transfer window. So now we just have to wait. We have to wait for the transfers, and then I think a lot of those will depend on the CAS decision if we're going to the Champions League. Exactly. Now, so. so stay tuned, everyone. Uh, next up, we're going to be interviewing Mohamed Aminu regarding the Besiktas JK Berlin Academy of Ghana or of Accra, sorry, in Ghana. Um, and we'll hopefully have some extra news. Uh, I don't know if. We'll wait until the news about the CAS decision regarding Trabzon score comes in. If so, I mean, likely, Efron, you and I will record a little intro and outro for the interview and, like, just, uh, you know, go over whatever the, the latest gossip is. Supposedly, we're going to get a transfer in pretty quickly this window. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be Dokan Inji, especially given all, the, all of his activity in... Um, on Instagram and whatnot, you know, I think he's tried to make it as clear as one could, but he's on his way. Um, yeah. So there's news of that, of, of some relatively quick news coming, but I think it'll be the younger, less flashy stuff. I doubt it'll be like Maya Yoshida or anything exciting. Uh, stay tuned for a backup goalkeeper. It's going to be a Turk. So I'm guessing Volkan Babajan. Unless yeah. Sinan, Bolat, Sinan Bolat thinks he can come in and... Um, take that starting role from Erson. I don't think he'd come otherwise. Or anyone who's halfway decent for that matter. Uh, any, yeah, final, like, close us out on that, everyone. What do you think about our, so we know it's going to be a Turk. Who's going to be, who's our backup goalkeeper going to be next season? I think Baba John makes the most sense. Because he's already a backup. Um, that's, I think, I, I think we were, me and you were going between Baba John and Boat all, all podcasts talking about these transfers so i think it's going to be one of those two but now with erson playing so well i think baba Jones makes more sense yeah. to be cheaper um, less likely to start it just makes um, sense it, i just i'm excited at the notion of seeing a qualifier match for the champions league with uh, erson getting that kind of valuable experience and, and what it means also is we're guaranteed at least a spot in the group stage of the europa league because uh, if we if we lose in the playoff for the Champions League? Well, no, if we, if we lose early enough in the qualifiers. Um, oh. So I think they're changing. Yeah. We're, I don't, we oh, really? So we have to go through the round first before the playoff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I believe but I think we're seeded, now. though, because we haven't been so bad in the last few years. So we might not have a bad opponent. Yeah. So most likely we should be fine. But if we really blow it, that would suck. 
Um, Lose everything. Yeah, but so stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> On that note, geez, everyone, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's going to be great. I'm excited to start having some summer transfer window episodes. Uh, hopefully we can get Khan to give us those fancy interviews with people, giving us information about incoming transfers, if we make any exciting ones. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Either way, it's going to be fun to get into the news. I'm personally really excited to see where we go with all these limitations we have financially and stuff. Um, you know, with now the news of perhaps a Champions League money financial injection, you know, we'll find out soon enough, obviously, but that will change the dynamics of our window very suddenly, I think. But uh, making the Yoshidas more likely, maybe making, the, making yeah. I was going to say also maybe making it more likely we keep Liaich or Vida or something like that, right? This, that Champions League money is huge. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. It's a possibility now. I uh, would not say it's a probability, though, that either of them stay. Um, and I should say, by the way, also, that even if we don't make the Champions League, we would not be in the group page of the Europa League. That now goes directly to the winner of the cup, which is sort of weird. But so, if Trabzon wins we get that spot, which would be directly to the group stage of Europa League. Um, drop zone was if they're unbanned, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, no, but what I mean is even Wait. if, even if they, they are banned, we'll still get the spot that would go, because it, it doesn't go to the loser anymore, right? It goes to that, that other spot. So it goes to the table. And so we'd get into the Europa League qualifiers. Yeah, it would be third place, but if we're in second place, it wouldn't go to us. That's true. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the, there's so many variables, um, but there's a possibility we're in the third qualification round of the Europa League if the worst case scenario comes out and Trabzon is back. Uh, there's a possibility we're yeah. we're into the qualifying rounds of the Champions League, and let's hope for that. Cross your fingers. We'll be back with news. With, with, uh, We'll be back with news about that soon, as well as all kinds of other news. Everyone, final words. Uh, I think we lucked out. I think we did very well for how bad everything is, but I hope the board doesn't screw it up now. That's really, hopefully they learned lessons. Uh, I don't have yeah. high opinions of them, so hopefully they can prove me wrong. Yeah, Sergei Yeltsin pulled the miracle out of the hat, a bunny out of the hat, a rabbit out of the hat. Um, and uh, you're right that we were lucky. Uh, that said, look at Galatasaray, who had even more people missing. Or I should say less people missing. Uh, of course, maybe more important players injured, but um, generally, I think, would be less impacted all in all. And yet, they could not hold up their end of the bargain, whereas we pulled it out and got that third place spot. So all credit to those sort of scrappy guys that were in the squad this year uh, and certainly credit to Sergei Yalchin for getting them to play as best he could. Uh, I of course have to say follow us um, on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow the mothership at Touch underscore INT. Follow this fella over here at fan of BJK. Uh, all of the Akron's hot takes. Um, Follow myself at sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Um, stay tuned for great news and fun stuff regarding your donations to Ghana and transfers and court arbitration decisions. <laughs> How much more exciting can it get? Um, but of course, I would be insane. 
insane not to whoa excuse me i got a little too excited i would be insane not to mention go bastard third place champion Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.